This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome, everyone, to the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Ken, and with me, as always, Kyle. We are sans Cody this week. <laughs> School's out for the summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right when fall's about to hit. And that's the end of the podcast, everyone. Have a great week. <laughs> yeah. We don't have much to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> We're... We're going to actually um, just put on last week's episode and yeah. cut, cut Cody out and then call it a day. Take a nap at the desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might hear that in the background. Like the hungover substitute <laughs> teachers we truly are. <laughs> that's the that's the dream job. If there were any consequences, that could be the dream job. Absolutely. <laughs> Headaches be damned. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I, I was looking at... The release calendar is there is there any movies coming out this weekend kyle there's any, gotta be any movies uh well i guess there's one little one by the name of venom 2 oh yes finally finally no we, kidding uh, we are here yeah after so many release date changes and pandemics and anything else that you can come up with we're actually getting this movie oh yes theatrical only Mwah. a sequel yeah marvel su- title <laughs> successful franchise um you know and it's getting much better press than the first one even did when it first released so yeah no we'll take we'll take any any good press with any of these movies i don't care for sure i don't care if <laughs> it's like point. lukewarm <laughs> i don't care it, if it's luke wilson <laughs> it's t- it's terrible but it's also marvel all right fine <laughs> it's also theatrical only <laughs> yeah no exactly for our industry we'll absolutely take it but it's good to see that uh there is a very big possible outcome of good news that's going to come from this release yeah this is going to be with uh, Many Saints of Newark and Adam's Family, um, both having uh, day and date releases. Um, Adam's Family is PVOD, so that'll have an upcharge. And then Many Saints is um, free with HBO Max. But with those three releases, we should have, fingers crossed, our biggest weekend since reopening. Oh, for sure. It's definitely <laughs> going to lead off to what we're hoping to be a really great October. I mean... Well, I mean, not only just for normal circumstances, for given how the industry has been pushing itself upward and onwards, this is going to help even more so, I believe. Yeah, no, we've had the we had the biggest Labor Day weekend ever. Now we're looking towards possibly the biggest October ever, which should lead the film companies back towards thinking streaming is the better option (laughs) (laughs) because they're just so one sided on this. Yes, streaming is the future eventually we'll be able to beam it directly into people's brains and there will not be a use for the theater industry. Of course. But we'll all be dead before that happens. <laughs> so so hang in there a little longer, guys. Let's, let's cash in on this theater thing while it exists, while people are open, people have survived a pandemic with their businesses. Let's, let's really jump on these. And we've, we've had like an amazing amount of marketing um, materials for these films. Oh yeah, for um, the the three upcoming are um, Venom, Adam's Family, and then No Time to Die. It's it's almost overwhelming our servers. I think at this point. Yeah, no kidding. But that's been great because right now theaters just really need to make sure that the awareness of you know their business being open and the theatrical experience still being integral for viewing 
any sort of movie, whether it's Many Saints or a Venom or an Adam's Family. So um, on our website, silverscreeninsider.com, make sure that you're getting all of the assets that are available on the website. So that way you can be promoting these, you know, three pretty big releases and getting people excited to kick off October because, you know, the same thing applies for the rest of releases coming um, the rest of this month, including No Time to Die, Halloween Kills, Dune. They're all sneaking up before you know it, and they also have great marketing assets to help with your uh, promotions for the movies. So be sure to get right on that. Yeah, it's all available at Silver Screen Insider for the low, low price of... 25 bucks a month. 25 that's the deal of the day. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> that's that's two trips to the Starbucks line. For It's true, though. For the ridiculously overpriced pumpkin lattes. Come on, people. What's more important? Limited edition pumpkin lattes. Well, I mean, other than opening big, wide releases, that's our booking strategy for the next month. Promote. <laughs> Promote. Get people in. Find specials. Find different ways to encourage these older crowds where we have seen a lag in people coming back to the movies to get them excited. Bond's the perfect film for that because no matter how old you are, there was a Bond movie in the theaters when you were in high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Going way back. And then in the future when all of the movies are going to be beamed into our head, there still is going to be a Bond for you to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no time for mind, Amy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, there's a, no matter who you are as a as a moviegoer, there's always this need, or not maybe a need, but there's always a curiosity when it comes to Bond. Like, how does the villain upstage the previous? What sort of story, what sort of gadgets could there be? What the heck is Bond going to pull off miraculously to save the day or and even you know before this movie's coming out there's now conversations of who's the next bond who's that gonna like there's already those talks so there so for especially for no time to die there's going to be a major curiosity factor for uh daniel craig's final um movie in this role yeah i am cautiously optimistic that it's it's james bond it's pg-13 so there's going to be an opportunity for him to come back so they can pay him untold millions of dollars oh, sure. to play James Bond again. But wouldn't the ultimate twist be if he actually just fell, got shot and fell off the bridge and actually died? <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> if he, if he comes out as a true hero, kind of like in dark Knight uh, rises. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. He dies. Maybe, maybe not. If you do something like that, a, a beautiful ending, they sp- beautiful tragic. Ending. Yeah. Well, they spent all of not, Spectre, but it was the third one having killed him. I'm Skyfall? To... Skyfall, yes. They spent all of Skyfall at the beginning having killed him. Right. <laughs> and then he comes back from the dead. Yeah. And then reemerges as 007. Well, what happens if, like, the last half hour of this movie is just him being dead? Like, actually dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else has to do it. Like Daniel Craig in a coffin. <laughs> that, that one actress uh, who's now, like, the new 007. Yeah. Uh, like it's just her the rest of the movie. I'm sure that'll go well. I bet he, I bet he makes a handsome corpse. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> they doll him up. They put him in those uh, swim trunks from the first one. All oh. set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that's a true callback uh, right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it was a pretty slow week as far as booking stuff goes. We didn't have a whole lot of release changes, new films, new films of any 
excitement um, being put out there. We talked about Clifford last week, which was mm-hmm. the the big one for the holiday season that got kind of shoehorned in there. Um, so was there any theater or movie related news we had this week that was anything that you got excited about, Kyle? Uh, well, one thing that popped up that I thought was pretty interesting was that Ridley Scott is going around town saying that he is thinking of writing a sequel for Gladiator. Uh, now, I think for the past 20 years, this has always been somewhat of a topic of like, when's Gladiator 2 coming? There's developments and, you know, it's it's always just the same empty calories type of situation where it's like, oh, yeah, it'll happen, but it won't actually happen. But if really Scott's the one saying that he's going to write it and it's going to happen, then... Yeah, this is... Is that actually true? Is this going to be real? I mean, Finally? I'll, I'll take it. Just about anything Ridley Scott makes, I'll watch. Yeah. But there is this great um, neo-classic Hollywood story about how after the first Gladiator came out, Russell Crowe hit a stride. He did um, Gladiator for percentage, so he made this incredible amount of money. Yeah. And he was like, I've got to do this again. i got to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. So he hired a screenwriting team to write Gladiator 2. And at no point did he address with the screenwriters about the fact that his character is murdered at the end. <laughs> so when the screenwriters wrote a screenplay, mm-hmm. handed it to him, and said, and this is all speculation, but when they handed him the screenplay and said, here's the screenplay, Gladiator 2, hope you like it. He said, what page is my character on? <laughs> and, and the story goes, the screenwriter goes, your character died in the last one. And he goes, okay, fix it. <laughs> so so the only way to fix this is to somehow make Russell Crowe younger. Mm-hmm. And this was early, early 2000s before CGI is what it is. Yes. Or to bring in a time machine of some sort. (laughs) So apparently that's what it was. It was Gladiator 2 plus a time machine. (laughs) Which only goes to show you how much Russell Crowe loves him some Russell Crowe. Oh, yes. Uh, Because the the screenwriting and producing credit on Gladiator 2 wasn't enough. He needed to be shirtless on the poster again. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Uh, I mean, while I would want to see how that chaos would unfold... It's probably a good thing that this never came into fruition. I'm pretty sure, like, that screenwriting team at one point also, like, talking about it, they were, they said something along the lines of, like, oh, yeah, we wrote it and knew this wasn't going to happen. So we just went for it. (laughs) Well, we're getting paid regardless. And how many scripts does a screenwriter write that don't actually get made? Oh, 95% of them? Yeah. Uh, uh, 99.9% of the screenplays that get written don't turn into anything? Yeah, exactly. So they knew, hey, at least we're getting a paycheck for this. Oh, yeah. We gave Russell Crowe money. We get 2000s Russell Crowe money. Yeah, you see how fat that guy is? He probably can afford some sandwiches. That's the thing, though. (laughs) Would they bring Russell Crowe back if this... Gladiator 2 movie happened. Would they bring Russell Crowe back? Because he's dead, and Russell Crowe is not what he used to be. And I can't believe Russell Crowe's not in Last Duel just eating chickens and flagons of ale. Oh, he would have, like, <laughs> what's Ben Affleck's role? Like, he plays, like, a fryer or something? Blonde? Be... <laughs> hair, hair styling choices aside. Captain Haircut? I could see Russell Crowe pulling that off. Why? Like, that'd be perfect. Yeah. No. I mean scars scars on his face i'm surprised he didn't put himself in the movie on purpose just to cgi some abs on his giant belly exactly you know this is just a good tease for gladiator 2 (laughs) no and it was 
Paramount's sweet spot because they did Titanic and Gladiator like mm-hmm. within a short time period of each other. So yeah. they have these massive, massive movies. So if he would have come to them with a screenplay that said Gladiator 2 on the top, they probably would have just given him a blank check for it. And yeah. <laughs> they're so lucky that they oh, yeah. didn't because I just, I just love picturing this idea of, I mean, that movie was acclaimed for how period correct it was mm-hmm. and period accurate and all of these things and then all of a sudden you know doc brown shows up in a time DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but i think ridley scott is smarter than that i don't think he's gonna have anything time travel related in it but also i think you should also know ridley like i don't think it's a good idea to do gladiator 2 at this point <laughs> I mean, he's made great stuff, and he's hidden in stride, and we're about to see more movies from him with the likes of The Last Duel, as we were talking about with Ben Affleck's hair choice, and uh, House of Gucci, but I did do see we need this? No. He's making a Napoleon movie, too, which is yeah. upcoming in 2022, and that's going to be awesome. I wonder if that's where he's getting this itch to do Gladiator 2. Was it like a Napoleon movie? He's like, oh, this brings me back to my glory days of, <laughs> of anytime gladiator. somebody mentions napoleon napoleon i picture the guy from um bill and ted 2 that played napoleon that yeah they brought in yeah i picture that guy who's like five four ten playing napoleon in one of these <laughs> epic movies and you know it, it's gonna be somebody some famous actor probably timothy chardonnay or whatever and he's gonna play napoleon and that's going to be what it is, but they're going to shrink him down with CGI. And, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, come on. Let's just go for the joke here. Well, speaking of Timothy Char- Chardonnay, um, this brings on the next topic that I want to discuss with you. When it Timothy came- Camembert? Timothy Shamalama Hamana? Um, Shamalama Ding Dong? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, for a while now, there's been reports that a Wonka, excuse me, a Wonka prequel movie is going to happen with Timothy Shalomababa in uh, the lead role as Wonka. But they also added additional casting to it just a few days ago, which includes they Rowan are, Atkinson they and are Sally Hawkins. This? I thought Warner Bros. Sure wants to make it. Johnny Depp killed this, like buried it no. six feet under, poured concrete on it. It's been enough time. <laughs> They're ready. <laughs> that movie was so epically bad compared yes. to the first one. Yes. I mean, there was a scene in there, I believe, where a monster was eating Oompa Loompas. <laughs> That's how they escaped to the island. It's burned into my call, but I believe it. It's burned into my horrible brain. This it's not terrible, burned into mine, but I'll believe it. Movie. So, <laughs> nothing ever dies. So, nothing ever dies in Hollywood. Uh, so they're, they're actually going to make a prequel to Wonka with Rowan Atkinson, which is an awesome choice. I love him and I'll watch him in anything that he's in. I mean, he, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just nice to see him back to acting again. It seems like we've haven't seen him for the last couple of years. Um, and it's not like he's playing the role of Willy Wonka or anything. I don't know what his role is going to be, but it's at least a good fit. I guess if you're, yeah, I don't know. I guess like with any actor, it can work as long as they know the type of story that's being told, but it's just weird that this movie is happening. Like, I don't know what the audience is for with this, to be honest. I know. Do you think they're just announcing this before Dune to see if they can get some traction with it? <laughs> because it's, I mean, Rowan Atkinson, yes. Like, it's going to be great. Yeah. Like, he, he's going to be great in that. But he's not a name that's going to bring anybody to theaters. Like, if I'm flipping through 
TV and it's on and it's like mm-hmm. Rowan Atkinson. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, I don't think there's many people these days that are going, ooh, Mr. Bean in a Wonka movie. I mean, <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's two very different things at play here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, this movie just seems weird to me in general. And this casting news that included like Rowan Atkins, I was like, maybe this is something like I should we should be talking about. Like, let's just. <laughs> Say that this is actually happening, so that way we can wrap our heads about this. So that way, by the time it comes out in, I don't know, 2023, 2024, whatever it is, um, like it's not going to be so shocking for us that this actually happened. I do like the idea of him playing like a William Wonka senior. Like, yeah, he, he is the eccentric one. And then his son like takes it down a notch. It yeah. turns into the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka. Like <laughs> <laughs> this guy was so out there. Like he's swimming naked in the chocolate pool and. He's like, I know the weird things my dad used to do, but let me tell you, we're changing things in the Wonka factory. (laughs) Yeah, he's got people and he's trying to like grow, doing these horrific experiments on them with the the floating cola. (laughs) How do you think those Oompa Loompas came to be? It's like, it's like not a, natural. It's like a factory. And then half of it is like the saw universe. Right. <laughs> He's just torturing people. Now see if Chalamet has to go against Rowan and has to stop him from his terrible experiments within the factory. That's the movie I can get behind in the saw universe. I think I'm up for that. <laughs> But he, but he still plays Mr. Bean where it's like a who's on first the whole time. It's like all these bad puns that he's got to run through. But then he has to die at the end. Everyone does. Everyone does. Yeah. So anyway, a Wonka movie is actually happening. It's a prequel movie. I don't even know. Like Wonka's not a real person. Like why is there a prequel? Or was he a real person? Like I don't think he was at all. I don't think so. I think no. the candy bars came after the movie. That's what I was thinking too. So it was just like a a marketing thing. Yeah, that like went who? With the film. But who is? Like what's the prequel for? Like we? I don't know. It doesn't. There's, there's people out there. There. I mean. There's got to be like one guy that's such an extreme Willy Wonka fan. Sure. That he's turned his house into. Wonkaville naturally wears the hat and every time somebody he goes to greet somebody at the door he falls down and so (laughs) and so the studio is going see see people care and it's like no no yeah just it's just weird and I needed to talk to someone about this just to get it out there so thank you (laughs) for indulging uh okay but let's talk about future upcoming releases mainly when it comes to some of the trailers that dropped um we weren't able to talk about some of the trailers last week, so we're going to play catch-up a bit. But this week, uh, Disney's Encanto trailer was the big movie um, that got a trailer. So uh, were you able to see it at all? Or Yes, they absolutely nailed this one. This yeah. is Disney going back to its its roots, and it's a simple story with mm-hmm. really great animation. And there's no um, line crossing in this one. This is... There's magic, and somebody gets left out, and then they <laughs> come back, come back home, and everybody's happy. Like, Where have we heard this before? <laughs> I mean, this is every every one of their movies, but this one hits a sweet spot. There's no um, like Onward was a hard story to tell. Like it was the trailer from the trailer, you couldn't tell exactly what was going to happen. Sure, and then you ended up just looking at some dad's lower half for <laughs> yeah the entire movie. <laughs> Yeah, which, which if I had to uh, pick a half of myself, I wouldn't have picked the lower <laughs> half. Here, look at my weird knees. 
for for an hour and a half. So I mean, it, but it was this trailer was just exactly what we need. I mean, we needed it this summer, but we'll take it at Thanksgiving, right in that frozen spot, the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, big, huge, massive release. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're gonna see it at McDonald's. We're gonna see it everywhere. This is the the first time we're gonna see. I think Disney go all all out on a release. Yeah. Meanwhile. That probably could have been done with Raya earlier this year, but unfortunately, things just didn't work it was, out. It was it. early Raya, and then we may see some of it with with Ron's Gone Wrong in October. Mm-hmm. We may see just a dash of them dipping their toe in the water, but I think this is the one that fits the Disney mold 100%. There's no, it's like, it's it's not paper drawn animation, but it is of that genre for them. This fits sure. the the. Fox and the Hound and the Cinderella's and Little Mermaids, like it fits into that category. Yeah. If you put these side by side, it's the same. It's the same story. <laughs> it's the same movie. Kids will like it because they'll recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought the trailer was uh, very nice, very charming. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's not too much to add. Like I think from Disney, like they'll know how to uh, market this well. They'll know. Uh, how that it can appeal to kids and i would put the trust on like kids like understanding that this is a type of movie that they'd want to see and especially around thanksgiving that'll be very encouraging for theaters so yes so this next trailer we have on our list is one that i really want to talk about yeah um american underdog the true story of kurt warner the Famous uh, quarterback of the St. Louis Rams. Um, well, they they were they were still St. Louis at that time, right? St. Yeah, Louis Rams. If I recall, yeah. Arizona Cardinals, Iowa yep. Barnstormers, High V Supercenter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, being yeah. being from Iowa, like Kurt Warner is a person that's larger than life for me and for the from the area that I grew up with. Like sure. everybody, oh yeah, everybody shopped at High V, so everybody saw that guy. That was kind of sad. Putting the <laughs> putting the raisin bran on the shelf, yeah. but then that guy goes and wins some arena football league championship, mm-hmm. and then gets a shot in the NFL again, yeah, and then turns it into two Super Bowls and like four Super Bowl appearances or something crazy. Or is yeah, it just one? yeah, is it just one Super Bowl. I don't remember, but it turned a mediocre football team into the greatest show on turf. Was yes. their nickname. The only, only, only gripe I have about this film. It fits Lionsgate. Lionsgate makes faith-based movies a couple times a year they release oh, yeah. something. They cast a younger guy to play Kurt Warner before he had the, you know, dad on a lawnmower haircut that he has now. Yeah. <laughs> so everything is fine. I mean, even the wife looks exactly like his wife did, like kind of trashy. <laughs> like, she looked like, eh, Maybe. Like, that's what she looked like in real life growing up. They had her on the front page of the Des Moines Register, and you're like, huh. (laughs) And then you see another picture of her, you're like, yeah, I get it. (laughs) But they had all of Hollywood to cast everyone for this film. There was nobody that was going to say no to a, I mean, these biopic films sell like crazy. Yeah. Like, they're, I mean, historically, and even in the last five years, like, these are the ones that have really stood out. Yeah. The Rocket Man's, the Bohemian Rhapsodies, and this isn't that, but it is football, faith, and a relatable story. Yes, it has, it has the other things that fit into that Under, category. Uh, uh, no pun intended, but an underdog yeah. story. Oh, I think that's on the title. It's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> underdog. So, I mean, 
he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't know how much of an underdog story it was. I mean, he started out as an underdog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they have this this all going for them. They can cast anyone they want in the entire world. Please Google Dick Vermeil as the coach of the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> Dick Vermeil, when he coached Kurt Warner, is the oldest man alive. Yes. They cast Dennis Quaid as Dick Vermeil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. They literally spray painted his hair gray, and they're like, go out there and pretend you're the smallest, most scared man alive. Well, Dennis Quaid, he probably was being spray painted gray, but he was probably going, whoa, 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 not that much. Yeah, yeah, he was fighting back against I'm it. not that old. <laughs> the whole, I mean, oh my gosh. Like, the pictures of Dick Vermeil is... One cheeseburger away from being the crypt keeper. Like, he is this small, old, yes. skinny man. And like, we'll replace him with Dennis Quaid, who is who has been a a leading man, a handsome man, since the 70s in Hollywood. <laughs> Even Dick Vermeil's wife would say, this is an interesting casting choice. Even she would uh, go, huh. <laughs> I mean, when they... They did Moneyball, and they put Brad Pitt in for Billy Bean. That was a stretch. Sure. But... These aren't the same sports. <laughs> I mean, we're not playing the same game here with Dick Vermeil and Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah. Um, they didn't bear off casting Randy Quaid. <laughs> honestly, I, I could probably see that. A little skinnier because of certain usages of... Of certain things? <laughs> of certain things. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but, like, a side-by-side is just... It's incredible how mm-hmm. how far off this is. This is the... This is spit in the face of every Midwestern that is looking forward to this movie. We couldn't find anybody to play this role. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if it was um, the reasoning for getting Dennis Quaid was because of the faith-based attributions to this movie. Because I'm pretty sure he's uh, a... I, I know. I'm just saying. like, Just make a good movie. I know. I know. If it has I'm, a good message, people will see it. I know. I know. I'm, uh, I'm on the same page as with you. I wonder if... Because I believe he is a, a pretty religious guy, so maybe it's possible that they got him for that reason. Um, and that's kind of what I didn't really enjoy about this movie. I mean, I do – I echo what you're saying. Like, it, it does look great. Like, as everything they want for, like, a, a Christmas time type release, it has, like, the underdog story. It, it talks about, you know, sports, which is, like, a pretty relatable subject. Uh, it, it's a feel-good movie. It's just when it comes to the faith-based – um attributes that go into a movie like this sometimes it can be not off-putting but it can um cause people to not be inclined to check it out yeah they can go over the line yeah i mean if you look at these films i mean yeah we could have put um kurt kurt cameron in the role right (laughs) i mean or they could find someone who is agnostic and is interested in religion believes believes certain things and then they put him in the role it doesn't have to be that person every time yeah yeah every scene just find an old man with gray hair (laughs) who's not six foot two i mean mean, we just i mean we just saw cry macho like how many yeah. Of those gray-haired old guys Clint, at the beginning Clint of the Eastwood? movie, could we have? Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Clint I'm pretty Eastwood. sure, is eight years younger than Dick Vermeil was when he could coached. You, now, that's, <laughs> now that's the movie I want to see. Why not? Why wouldn't he play? I'd watch it. I mean, he's not a spiritual leader. He's a football coach. Yeah. <laughs> Hook it, chuck it, football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, All so, right. Yeah, I thought the trailer looked good. It's just... 
the faith-based aspect of it could cause, depending on the location, could cause grosses to be less than desirable. There's that, but thank God we have a, a football movie. We haven't had one of these in a very long time. Yeah, and, not like a sport, a memorable sports movie. And regardless of how the this does, sports movies that show sports in a good light do well yes i mean they always do better than they should have yes even if they're bad movies but they show like what people want to see out of sports they want to see kurt warner throwing giant touchdowns with his hair perfect when he pulls them out of his (laughs) and his trashy wife right (laughs) and doing the hair transplant commercials we want to see all of this yeah (laughs) yeah totally agree with you um and then last week sony released one of their I call them surprise movies because we didn't really hear about this movie until like just before this trailer got released. But it's a movie called A Mouthful of Air. It stars Amanda Seyfried and uh, an actor that is a favorite of Ken and I's. Um, that's not true at all. Uh, Finn Wittick, who was in that movie Long Weekend that we talked about um, months ago, like in the midst of the the pandemic romantic surprise time travel movie (laughs) yeah yeah i think there's a whole podcast episode dedicated to us talking (laughs) of us bashing our heads against the table yeah so go back go back to the well and travel movie 85 minutes into a 90 minute movie yeah (laughs) like oh this is a bad movie and then what (laughs) it's like the only thing i can think of that's comparable is like cocktail where all of a sudden it turns into a murder mystery in the last 20 minutes yes <laughs> it makes no sense <laughs> it does not fit i mean there are i i have never seen a movie that changes that drastically right i mean that, that and cocktail are the only two that i can think of that all of a sudden the entire genre changes partway yeah. through the movie yeah we uh we were able we fortunately got a screener for this movie oh. so when that twist happened, we just had we were lucky enough to pause the movie and go, You heard that too, right? Yeah. That's what they're saying, right? Time travel. Okay. Time travel. Okay. Let's keep going. What? Um this movie doesn't look anything like Long Weekend. Um did I say the title already? A mouthful of air. But I honestly have no idea what this movie is about. I read the synopsis, I watched the trailer. I couldn't tell you what this movie is about. I think it's a romance movie or it's a movie about a mother that has um, uh, post-depression after giving birth to a child. So it's not exactly like a feel-good movie either. But again, I could totally be wrong because that's how... No, it could be... That's how much or how bad this trailer was to me. I just don't know what it it is. It could be a comedy. It could be an epic tragedy where there's something that happens with her or a baby. And it could just be Paul Giamatti going extra crazy for 90 minutes. Like... We have well, no yes. we have no idea what this is going to turn into. <laughs> it's a, it's a um, you know a whatchamacallit. You don't know what this is. They'll tell you what it is. It's a thriller. What does thriller mean? It's a <laughs> Why is there a question mark it's at a the suspenseful end of it? film, a suspenseful sci-fi comedy, romance. <laughs> I think you're just listening to all the genres. Yeah, that's. I mean, this I wouldn't be surprised if this popped up with a time travel switch in the middle of yeah it. <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised either i just luckily in this comes out october 29th i believe so luckily october is a great month to where you won't have to play this in a lot of your screens 
Yeah, we've already got if, a time travel movie that weekend with last last night in Soho. Yeah, time yeah. Travel-y, so don't do it to us, Sony. Don't make us choose between <laughs> t- time travel movies. I mean, I I think the choice is obvious, personally. But um, yeah, unfortunately, I just don't know what to make of this movie. But luckily, it's in October, so it might not even matter. We got a little time to uh, make up some minds on it, but it is Sony, so we'll wait to hear the next release date change. True. <laughs> But usually these random ones they stick with for some reason. Yeah, they're very gun ho. I think they long, just want to get it over with. Long Rip weekend, the band-aid off. Here today, kid detective. Yeah. Here today wasn't bad. I like no, that. That one here was today. fine. Yeah, that one was good. But it I mean, it literally we heard about it seven days before it came out in theaters. A surprise release. This one we have a little bit of lead time on, but we don't know what kind of movie it is. Yeah. Maybe I mean if you guys could let us know what this movie is, please. Because we watched the trailer and we just certainly just don't know yeah and we did um on a, a side note we did talk last week about advanced ticket sales how we're not seeing them um like we had pre-covid mm-hmm. so we are interested because we are seeing trends with the theaters we work with but if you as a avid listener to the off the break podcast are having um trends that you're seeing either it's you know PG-13 movies or our movies or just across the board, please let us know what you're seeing for your advanced ticket sales compared to 2019 because we are interested in compiling some of these and getting an idea of what, if you're doing something that works and you have a number that's higher than most places, we definitely want to get that out there to the industry and, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. (laughs) We're all here to help each other and the biggest, the bigger numbers we can put up for these film companies, the bigger films we're going to get moving forward yeah great call ken uh hopefully people can let us know because uh, we're very interested and we want to see how things are shaping forward when it comes to that yeah and if you are looking for ideas on marketing um there is this incredible website that i've heard of that has a lot of great ideas art. uh art images are you promotional items are you talking about silverscreeninsider.com that's the one that's the one. That's exactly. Wow! What I was no kidding. Of. I was just, I was just gonna use that website after this. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Off the Break podcast. We'll promise the next episode is much more normal. Uh, Cody should be back with us. Uh, but in the meantime, maybe can, not. Well, ho- hopefully. <laughs> I think Kyle's, Kyle's hoping. I think the listeners are hoping more than I am. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, please check out our podcast on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com, as we've mentioned uh, a lot of times in this episode. Uh, if you're a theater owner or manager needing updated and accurate uh, film information for the upcoming releases and uh, all of the social media marketing um, assets uh, that go with uh, these movies, you can check us out there. We've got Venom 2. We've got Adam Stanley 2. We have Many Saints of Newark, 16 years after Sopranos. <laughs> this is going to be the weekend to set up the rest of October. Big grosses, everybody. Yeah, maybe 2021. Boom. Bye. Bye.